Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Oh, we have got a great show for you today. Oh, my goodness. The questionable parent. Yes. Empowering parents and children to know that they know with my fabulous guest. And by the way, somebody that is going to we are going to talk about the Hunger Games today. I talked to her before the show. We're going to chat. We're going to chat about it. Both of us have seen the movie. We're reading the books. We're actually pretty much at the same place in the last book. And so we're going to have a different perspective on the Hunger Games And it's going to be kind of interesting. There was a question, I think, on Dougal's show. Why are there so many women interested in it? And we will answer that question. Joining me here today is Glenna Rice. And I want everybody to mark their calendars before I even get started uh, to mark down. If you're listening from the greater Seattle area, you want to be able to mark down in your calendar, at least uh, for the moment, March 31st. Uh, 7 p.m. in Seattle, uh, Conscious Parenting, Conscious Kids. I love that. Uh, Also, we're going to talk about parenting for you and your child. So much that my my very special guest today has done. You know, she's also someone that has said yes to her own life. And what does that mean? You know, that means for all of us, we step out and we figure out what do we want to do in this world? And then what do we need to learn to do it? How can we get the tools that we, we need to have? Uh, you know, Glenn is a physical therapist, a certified access facilitator. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. And, you know, our friends at Access Consciousness, of course, were on the show about a week ago. They turned my book writing block around. And you're going to hear more about that the next time they're on. You know, she's joining us here today. That is someone that understands, you know, not only from a physical perspective, you know, what what is involved in in a a young adult, a child parenting, but her own personal life. You know, so she's the author in the uh, in the book and that you'll hear about today, uh, Conscious Parenting, Conscious Kids. And more importantly, uh, she uses the tools from Access Consciousness for her children, for her parenting and for her life. And so today you're going to hear about her work. You're going to hear about this upcoming event. She's also going to be in Kauai, Hawaii, April 8th, uh, and Vancouver, B.C., April 28th. So lots of information. She's also um, going to be one of our experts on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. She is our expert talking about parenting, what does it mean to become a conscious parent, and how can you become a conscious parent and raise conscious children if you are unconscious. Glenna, what do you think about that? Well, it would be very <laughs> difficult. Thank you, Pat, for that wonderful introduction. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to be on a Seattle radio station. I grew up in Seattle, so this is coming home to me. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, I was up, I think I moved about 
15 years ago. What, what was your hood? Where were you from in the Seattle area? I was from Edmonds. Edmonds, the beautiful, beautiful place in Edmonds. Yep. Wow. Yep. Yeah. How did you like living there? That's a that's a cool place. I loved growing up there. It was a wonderful um, suburban area. Had a lot of fun. You know, great people. Went to Woodway High School. I don't know if anyone out there is listening, but <laughs> I'm sure somebody's shouting out. Are you kidding? We've got a lot of folks that uh, are from Seattle, the greatest Seattle area, as well as you know, folks from around the world. Right. You know, this is let's talk let's start with a, a you know, my my comment a little bit and I did a brief introduction, but I really would like to hear and have our listeners hear more about you and more about um your journey. And, and you know, this is I I keep mentioning access consciousness because first of all, I don't know if you listened to the show that I did. I did. Yeah, I okay. Did. I heard about half of it right till yeah. where you got to declaring about the book. Oh my gosh, yeah. Fabulous. It was great. Um, and the fear is gone that I had around it. Isn't that amazing? I, I still don't quite get it, but I don't need to. It is gone and it was gone. And so I started to finish up the outline for it. And I got a phenomenal idea on how to roll out the book. The other thing I got from it is not to be attached to what the book's going to be called or right. not be attached to, you know, what happens with it after I'm done writing it. Right, because it, it, it has an energy of its own, and it'll talk to you about what its name wants to be and what it wants to do and where it wants to go. Right, exactly. So let's talk about you for a minute. Here you are, the questionable parent. You know, what does this mean? What is it in your life? What challenges, what obstacles did you have to overcome so that you could step fully into your life's purpose? You know, author, teleseminars, traveling around, doing workshops. I mean, this is a giant yes to stand in. What was it that flipped for you? Well, I mean, I found access in a very interesting way. That was part of it. But I was asking questions before. I was a super uber soccer mom (laughs) before access, living in the suburbs in San Francisco here, just like where I grew up in Edmonds. And um, I was frustrated. My life was crazy. I had three children. The youngest was one at the time and um, a pretty unhelpful husband. <clears throat> and um, I was at a seminar watching this. It's really funny. I was outdoors in Sedona, Arizona, watching this anthill, <laughs> huge anthill. And these ants were running up and down and up and down this hill. I live on a big hill. I was, And I looked at him and I was like, wow, that's my life. I'm like that. And, and then I looked at the ants and I went, but they're not angry. They're wow. not frustrated, and I just went, what would it take to not be so angry and frustrated in my life? That week, someone called me that had been, you know, exposed to access, and I started doing the classes and basically did every class I could that year, and an unhappy marriage ended very quickly. Wow. That got rid of a lot of the anger, and I started looking at um, what was actually an add to my life and what was I forcing on my kids and myself. And those things started dropping away, and I started asking a lot of questions. That's where the questionable parent comes in, the parent that's willing to ask questions. And, you know, what would I like to add to my life? What could my life look like um, that I haven't even imagined possible? And you talked earlier about consciousness and being a conscious parent. Consciousness, um, from an access point of view, is the awareness of everything without judgment. So if you can get out of judgment of everything, you can start to be aware of the things that would really create your life the way you would like to see it. And that's really what I've been being for the last eight years. So things just show up 
you could say miraculously, but I'm always a question asking for those things. And because I have no judgments, or rarely have judgments, and if I do, I get rid of them as quick as I can, I'm able to see the energy of what the universe is gifting to me. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the things you and I were talking about before uh, we came on, I want to talk about again, um, and, and just to, to kind of get a get a baseline here for folks is, you know, we worry and we are concerned about children. Right. Um, I, some folks, someone said to me the other day, we are worried and concerned in ways that we have never been. And right. I thought about this for a minute, minute. And, you know, I always like to ask, is this true? You know, is this true? Right. Um, and, you know, I, I think that I've come to that place where I absolutely agree because in the past, when our folks were worried about us, right, worried about whether or not, you know, your son would have to serve in the Vietnam War or so forth or so on, right? right. You know, worried about, you know, whether or not, you know, your children would grow up and, you know, be healthy and be able to have a career. Those were the things we worried about. Right. Now, we sit here and we worry about whether our daughter or son is going to get a picture snapped at them doing something that looks like they're doing wrong, something wrong and having it end up all over the world through the Internet. I right. mean, it's not just that, but you see there's a different sense of worry, don't you think? There, there, There's a lot more worry. I mean, parents, I mean, one of the things about, you know, to be a good parent, you need to be worrying about your children and concerned for them. That's part of like the what this reality defines a good parent. The problem with it is that if you're worrying about your children, there's no awareness in that. And you're cutting off their awareness and your awareness at the same time. So I haven't been fearful or worried for my, about my children in years. I use other tools. And when you, you just talked about what was true. So what's true for you feels light. And what hev- what's, what's heavy for you is always a lie. So when I talk to parents that are fearful for anything about their, you know, getting on Facebook and having weird stuff come up or, you right, know, right. stalkers or whatever, whatever they're worrying about, <clears throat> um, is to ask a question. Because fear is never really real. It's usually something that's hiding an awareness you're having. I so, love that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, is your child going to be safe crossing the street? Right. I ask the question, yes or no? Yeah. Does yes feel light? Yeah, they're going to be fine crossing the street. My children have no interest in getting hit by a car today. Mm-hmm. And then I allow them the freedom to be able to be aware of their universe, their environment, what's going on in their life. So they're actually safer than children where parents are worrying all the time, which I know seems really strange. But, but it, it actually kind of makes sense, though, right. to me. I mean, if you can, I don't know. I don't know how old you are. I can remember being a child, right? I mean, yeah. I can. I can. I can remember... Uh, being a kid, things that I was allowed to do, things that I wasn't allowed to do, and then things that I wasn't allowed to do that I did anyway. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I never questioned um, how that felt. Uh, you know, I was the kind of kid that would be in the dump down the street and building a little fort with my friends. Or, you know, I grew up in the Bronx. so Or being right. in the back of the community center and, you know, climbing the the the, the monkey bars, Right. Exactly. And climbing to the top and doing that. And I have to tell you, I did not have my mother there. You know, I did not have a mom that was, you know, out 24-7. Where are you watching me? Right. She opened up the door and out we went. And no cell phones. 
<laughs> oh, my God. No cell phone. No. I mean, you know, part of that was I think the relief for her is she didn't have to think about how to find us. She was kind of glad we were kind of gone out of the house for a little bit. Well, I think there was more a willingness to be aware of your children, too, during those times because there wasn't cell phones and you didn't have 24 hour you know, watch over them. But I mean, when you were a child, were you aware you were safe? Were you aware everything was going to be okay? Yeah, I never had any question about any of that. And honestly, I knew when I was in unsafe territory. I knew, Glenna, I knew, I knew when I was at a place that I should not be, uh, whether it's sneaking into Manhattan and walking down some dark alley I shouldn't have been walking down, trying to take a shortcut. I knew it the minute I turned down that alley that that was not a place I should be. And, you know, those are times when you think about, am I going to make it out of here alive? Uh, and honestly, some of them I made it out okay, and some of them not so good. Uh, and, and we do know this. Today we're going to talk about what does it mean to stop worrying about uh, children, but more importantly, what do parents learn? You know, is the learning and the lesson here something that we could learn from our children. You know, here's a question, Glenna, that came up um, in the last show, Dougal's show. You know, there was a question around the Hunger Games. Why is everyone so fascinated in the Hunger Games? You know, what are they? uh, And what I am finding, and we'll talk about this when we come back, for some reason, this book is being read by massive numbers of women and young girls. And there is a reason for it. The very premise of the book is shocking uh, people, but there's something about the movie in the book that has caught the attention, for the books at least, over 20 million people. For the movie theaters, first weekend, 155 million. You know, the first time a non-sequel has made that kind of money. When we come back, we'll talk about what does it mean to step away? What does it mean to be a bad parent? And what can we learn from my very special guest today, Glenna Rice, by the way, we'll tell you all about our teleclass and our upcoming event. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. For all the wrong that you made right, for every dream you make true. Have you ever wanted to join a yoga class yet felt self-conscious or simply didn't have the time? Now you can bring live kundalini yoga into your home with KRI-certified Dr. Ann Taylor. You will learn a scientific technology of movement, mantra, meditation, and breathing techniques designed to balance your mind, body, and spirit. Sign up today for our free newsletter and receive your first class free. Visit annwithanetaylor.com. Did you know that the average woman will use up to 12,000 disposable pads and tampons in her lifetime? That's a lot of waste. Make the healthier choice for the planet and your body with GladRag's washable cloth menstrual pads made with no plastics, adhesives, or gels. GladRag's cloth pads are safe, simple, smart, period. For more information on how you can save the planet one month at a time, Visit us at gladrags.com. What would happen if you would be in tune with the present moment? Every moment? What is this present moment anyways? It's about time. Time is a marvelous gift that we live differently according to the multiple choices that we take individually and continuously. Time is always available, never late nor ahead of itself. 
It's quite simply present in this moment and at any moment. The essence of gratitude may support you in creating the life that your heart and soul long for. By writing your five gratitudes a day in your journal, you open yourself up to new possibilities to live your life to the fullest. Wishing you a day filled with the essence of gratitude. To get your gratitude journal and bungee bookmark infused with the essence of gratitude, visit our Gratitude Living Boutique at explorationgratitude.com. Chat with Natalie. Getting to Know Yourself is a hit radio show to help you understand your existence and purpose here on Mother Earth. During the show, Natalie's passionate delivery and spot-on guidance will empower you to realize that you are absolutely perfect. Natalie and her special guests will help you raise your vibration, tap into your innate wisdom, and provide unprecedented solutions to whatever you're facing. Whether it be energy healing, holistic health, spirituality, on-air readings, and energy attunements, your life will be forever changed for the good. Join Natalie and her guests each week as together you tap into the wisdom of the Akashic Records and channel information from her Council of Isis and other Ascended Masters. Tune in every Friday at noon Pacific time for Chat with Natalie, Getting to Know Yourself on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Visit HealingIsis.com for a complete show schedule and to book a session with Natalie. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive by the Questionable Parent. This is great. She's joining me here today, Blenna Rice. For those of you out there, I want to make sure we give you plenty of information, how to find out more about her, how to find out about her upcoming events. Before we dig into uh, being willing to be a bad parent, what I'd like to do, Glenn, is just take a minute, uh, let people know uh, the website, but also tell them what the March 31st event is going to be all about here in Seattle. Okay. Um, Yeah, website, GwennaRice.com. And the March 31st event is going to be an evening. It's an introduction to access and conscious parenting. Um, it'll be whatever the participants bring to the class questions and things they want to change about parenting or look at or um, get clearings around. And I'll be giving lots of really practical, amazing tools they can start using right away to change things. And it's only $20. It's a, you know easy, easy way to get in and spend some time you know, creating more consciousness on the planet with children with me. I love it. You know, bad parent. Mm-hmm. No one likes that label. No. Bad you're, you know, you're a bad parent. Um right. and you know, we're so accustomed to hearing those words or anything that even sounds like that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to hear. You know, I remember when my stepmom right before she passed away, you know, she talked to me. She was my she was my stepmom. And mm-hmm. she always felt awful about the, I have two stepsisters and a half brother and my stepsisters, you know, I grew up with them blaming me for stuff that I didn't do that they did. Right. Right. And, yeah. and what would happen is I would get confronted by this and I used to think it was so ridiculous. I would laugh. So I became guilty mm. and it wasn't until, um, we were all older and my dad passed away. My stepsister Joyce showed up and, t- and said to her, you know what? All those things we told you, about uh, about Patty were not true, and my stepmom 
absolutely. I mean, you. she just started to bawl. She wow. was crying. Well, that, and is, she, oh. so, that is so interesting. Oh. So, so who was feeling guilty about all the things that were said? You uh, or your stepbrother and sister? I wasn't feeling guilty about them because yeah. I didn't do it. They they were the one that blamed me growing up. Right, right. Um, you, you'd mentioned that there was some guilt because I'm... Because if they were confessing their sins after all those years, they might have been carrying a little guilt. I think my my stepsister Joyce was. And honestly, it was at the death of my father's funeral that she brought it up. And my stepmom was crushed. Wow. And she, and she used it. To, she said, I was a bad parent to you. And I, and I have to tell you, Glenna, I learned more from my stepmom than I think most people do in a lifetime. I learned how to be... Um, persistent and the power of perseverance, never to give up, uh, you know, to be in service of other people, uh, right. to take a moment to say thank you. I mean, I learned this from, from her. Right. And when you're considering yourself a bad parent, how much of that can you receive about what a great parent you actually are? I didn't know what to do with that. What do we do with that? I mean, what does anybody do with the label of bad parent? And what does it mean to be willing to be a bad parent? You're willing to receive the judgment from everybody that you're a bad parent. Once you can receive the judgment and you're not trying to avoid that judgment and that label, you can then start to parent in a way that would work for you and follow the energy, ask questions, see what feels lighter, what would work for you and your children. And there's things that you're going to do that people are going to label as bad parent, like me not worrying about my children. That makes me a bad parent. You know, I remember when my middle daughter was young, like how crazy I was with, you know, not wanting to wanting to fit in, because that's part of what this really is. We want to fit in and be what is labeled as a good parent in this reality wherever we live, right. which is different in every culture all across the world. So I, would, I remember walking around the school lunch boxes or the snack boxes to see what other parents were putting in the lunches. <laughs> Seriously? And that was just crazy. It had nothing wow. to do with an awareness of me, my child, my child's body, what my child would like to eat, what would be nutritious for her. It was trying to fit in. So I looked like a good parent, like the rest of the moms that I was in preschool with. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. So it takes, I mean, it's all different levels from, you know, neglecting your children. Well, if you're, if you're a parent that has really independent children and you know they're safe, you can be labeled as a bad parent because you look like you're neglecting them. You know, my daughter doesn't wear, like to wear coats to school. She never gets cold. And I said, will you just bring one? <laughs> Put it in your backpack <laughs> so it's there? Um, those kind of things. And... and once you're willing to receive the judgment, then you have so much freedom to parent in a way that would work for you. It really is interesting, right? Because what part of that is take the coat to work, put it in your backpack so people don't think that I'm, you know, having you walk out and freeze to death. Right. 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 Uh, you know, part of this is, you know, let's talk a little bit about one of the most, I think, one of the most uh, controversial, I, I, uh, I believe it's one of the most controversial um, movies out there that involve children right now. And, you know, Dougal mentioned it earlier, uh, but, it, you know, I'm referring to The Hunger Games. Right. And you've read the books. I've read the book. We're actually on the, you and I are both on the third book mm-hmm. together. You've seen the movie. I've seen the movie. Um, there was a question that came up in the show, and I think this is great to talk about. Um, th- what is the fascination with this? Uh, a lot of people have tried to uh, reference it to the Twilight films. It's nothing like the Twilight films. No. Uh, it's nothing like Harry Potter. And there are several reasons. W- let me ask you as a parent and someone that, 
you know, works with other parents. Mm -hmm. What is the fascination, not by the parents per se, but why have, you know, $22 million worth of this book been sold and mostly to young people? Well, I think part of the fascination is, I mean, just the story is a really great story. I mean, there's an amazing heroine, which we don't get a lot on TV. No. um, That is put in a situation that's horrifying. And she is able to um, be what's required, change points of views, basically change a whole culture that she's living in. And that's a pretty, you know, uplifting, not that's even the right word, because it is so gory at the same time. But it's, a, um, it's inspiring. It's an inspiring, um, she's an inspiring heroine. At least she was for me. And it's fun. I mean, it's entertaining. It's not real life. You know, my children get that pretty clearly. You know, they watch any, you know, pretty much anything that they enjoy watching is fine with me. I, I took my eight-year-old to the show. I saw it this weekend, and I asked her, would you like to go? Would it be fun? Would it feel light for you to go? Do you want to go to a movie with Mom? And she's like, yeah. And I said, it's kind of gory. Are you going to be okay with that? Is that going to be okay? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go. And she had a great, you know, she enjoyed it. She hit her eyes when the couple spots, but she's um, she doesn't, she's functioning from a place of very little judgment and aware of a lot of things. Right. She, doesn't, she doesn't get afraid. Um, and she has, you know, she can get enjoyment out of what's enjoying in, in, in movies like that. Well, it's really kind of fascinating, you know. Uh, it, this is not a love story, as 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 many people want to position this as a love story. Right, a uh, romance, but it, not much. It, it, not much, you know. There's not much, you know. I don't really. I'm waiting for the romance, and I'm on the third book. Um, but I'm not really because her character does not get diminished. No, her point of view, her ability to stand in her power. And her ability to take risks as a 16-year-old right. in a horrific situation, I, I, I don't recall a character quite like that that has hit our pop culture in a really long time. That, no. I, that was a female, at least. Right, right. And, you know, in Axis, we talk about your point of view creates your reality. Mm-hmm. And her point of view is very different than everyone in the society she's living in. And her point of view is starting to change and it, I mean, it, you can see how her point of view is creating a different reality around her. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's, it's Hollywood, it's pop culture, it's all that. But there is an interesting way she's being that um, is, I found delightful to watch. I mean, her, that I, I don't, didn't find the goriness so delightful, but it was, it's such a different, um, I mean, there's so many obstacles in her way that she's able to follow the energy and change that it's fascinating and fun. And I mean, that's just to, to be able to change things like that in your in your reality is, is something that inspires everybody. Because if you can change something like that, what can you actually change in your life? Yeah, and what I loved about her, she's got a bad attitude. Yeah, that's yeah, true. I love it. I mean, you know, usually we <laughs> see these, these, these heroines, these beautiful, you know, characters, whether they're boys or girls or men or women, they're usually purer than the driven snow. Right. But guess what? I mean, now we have a couple of films. Twilight, of course, was one of them. Uh, where the female characters are all about the attitude. This particular character character sets the stage for finding out, really, what our children want. How do you do that? How do you become aware of what your children want? How how do you become aware of what they want to eat? How how do you become aware of what they want to do? 
You know, right. whether it's go to the movies or not, my very special guest joining us here today, Glenna Rice. When we come back, I'm going to give you lots more information about her upcoming event, March 31st. We'll give you details where it's going to be and also her upcoming six-week telecall series. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free life-changing information. I was dealing with anxiety and depression, and nothing seemed to help me. Then I started to work with Dr. Schaub's Breakthrough Program. In just a few sessions, he helped me to finally understand and heal the deeper root cause of my challenges. As a result, I feel more centered and confident than ever before. And now I have the tools which will continue to support me throughout my life's journey. Dr. Schaub's approach has changed my life. Hello, I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub, and I work with people across the globe to help them break through anxiety and depression and access their true potential. If you are ready to bring back confidence, joy, and meaning in your life, call us to schedule a free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit our website at CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor the Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Saskia Rowell, the international soul guide who has followed her soul from Hong Kong and Africa to America. Saskia cracks open the lives of her clients and brings their soul's purpose to life. Are you stuck in a life that doesn't work? Go to YourSoulGuidance.com for your 21-day roadmap to the life you secretly dream about absolutely free. Discover surprising truths about your soulmate, talents, blocks, and more. Now is the time. Go to YourSoulGuidance.com. Licensed psychotherapist Kathy DeBono now offers her services through private sessions over secure online video chat or voice-only phone calls if you prefer. You can even choose to use instant messenger or email exchange. Go to kathyisin.com to learn more about licensed psychotherapist Kathy DeBono and how she and her unique brand of intuitive counseling can help you achieve the change you want to see in your life. kathyisin.com Yeah, that's the end of the movie. That whole dog scene or whatever that was. Good job, Benny. Thank you. Are you serious? Swear. swear. The end of the movie. Thanks. Can't tell you about it because it well, You better matter. stop right now because I haven't seen it. I've seen it tonight. You know what? 
It doesn't matter. Okay, Nothing good. we're saying All would right, ever good. give you even a clue <sighs> okay. about this. All right. It's, I'm serious. Just make totally. Sure. I don't want to be spoiled. No, you're not going to be spoiled. Right. You're going to make sure you go to a big screen to watch it. Don't we go are to actually little we're small, IMAX. teeny little screens. IMAX. Yeah. Only the best. Okay. I'm going to check in with you tomorrow. VIP, Pat. That's how we roll. I, I know. <laughs> that is how you roll. <laughs> Brian saw the movie. He Look did. He's, he's, not, gonna... he's, he's been biting his lip. But... He wants to tell me so much about it. No, you can't. I'm serious, though. but he, I know. I've but already talked to him about Brian, it. Brian, you know, right? You said this before. If you haven't read the book, mm-hmm. Yeah. He explained there's uh, a lot of great scenes and it's there are not as of course, no movie can be as well produced as a book. You know what I mean? There's Mm -hmm. just so much involved, but he says it does a pretty good job. So I'm looking forward to it. You're going to get it. Good. You're going to get it. All right. And you're going to decide once you get it. When my twins are 10 years old or eight years old or whatever old they're going to be, because they're coming up on two now. Um Am I going to sh- sit down and watch The Hunger Games with them? You know, by then, we'll probably have such crazy movies eight or ten years from now. Oh, well, my God. That's been a topic lately around the news and the, the buzz around the movie itself. is like how young are kids able to see the movie? You know, how? Yeah. How, so well, my guest brought her eight-year-old. There you go. Exactly. Are they going to, at that age, understand it? So that's, Yep. There that's you go. Uh, Glenna, thank you for joining me here today. Uh, you know, what we talked about is, you know, we are influenced, Glenna, by uh, pop culture. Mm-hmm. More so now than we ever have. You know what I'm saying? You know, what was it 20 years ago that Entertainment Tonight show came out and everybody thought, what is this show? <laughs> right? 20 yeah, years you, ago? What was her name? Mary? Um, oh. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I yeah, she just, she was on it for like 20 years. Right. Uh, and we started with this culture of all entertainment things. But, you know, this is something where we get to have a conversation about, you know, what is parenting about? And do we even bother finding out what our kids like or don't like? And if we find out, what do we do about it? Before we have that conversation, I want to take a moment uh, for you to talk about the Conscious Parent, uh, Parenting Conscious Kids um, event in Seattle, where it's going to be on March 31st at 7 p.m. And then talk a little bit about the telecall series. Okay. Um, so it's going to be at the Lake Union Crew. And you can find out all the information on my website at glennarice.com. Um, and it's the 31st, 7 p.m., $20, and I'm going to talk about conscious parenting, what that is, how you can be a questionable parent, um, give you lots of amazing, easy, crazy tools from Access that you can start using right away to change things, and whatever you bring to the class is what where the topics are going to go. It's really free form. Um, I, really, I just follow the energy of what people want to know, what they want to change, what they want to learn about, um, and what their children want to change. So they're really fun. I'm a reverent crazy, wacky, we laugh a lot, and uh, create a lot of different <laughs> possibilities in people's universes. Um, and I'm doing, and then there's going to be a six-week telecall that starts on April 9th, and I'm going to be with this amazing access facilitator from Australia. He's a single father of a six-year-old, and he's um, a totally different dad. And you can find out more about him at his website at totallydifferentdad.com. So we're co-facilitating that workshop together, which really brings two different um, points of views about parenting, but we really have a lot of the same, you know, we're using the same tools in different ways. So it's great to, you know, pick our brains and see what we have to offer. I love it. Now, you know, here it is. Finding out what children want. Right. That is such a paradigm shift. Oh, and it makes parenting so much easier if you actually have your children. Really? and And what they want, what they would like, what they would desire in life is part of your awareness. Uh-huh. Um, 
I mean, I can use an example about activities. I had my okay. son in baseball, soccer, gymnastics. I, I mean, I was crazy. And my daughter was in ballet and gymnastics and doing karate and all these things. And I looked at it as like, wow, he's really good at all these things. What if he was actually doing what he wanted to do? What would that be like? And I started asking him, what would you like of all these activities? Which ones really, you know, create more, more ease for you, more fun, more joy, bring you bliss? What do you... And I would look at it from the light and heavy that I talked about earlier. You know, what feels light to him? And he knows, he knew these tools, and he knows that he still uses them. My kids use them all the time. They know what makes them feel light. And just giving them that information so they know what they know. They know what they like to do. They know what their body requires. Um, and we went down to um, karate. He stayed with that. And the other ones went away. And I started saying, well, if my kids aren't dressed and ready to go in whatever, you know, outfit they have to have on, asking me to get in the car, it's not something they like enough. I agree with that completely. You know, I mean, as parents, aren't we the same? Yeah. If I'm not dressed and ready to go. And it took out so much <laughs> of the force that I was putting on my kids to get them to do the things I thought we were supposed to be doing, that they were supposed to be doing, or as a good parent, I should be offering them and actually started looking at what would create their life greater than they could imagine. Mm. He also came to me with, you know, he was signing up for classes in high school, and there was a music class for guitar, and he, and he was like, but Mom, you wouldn't want me to do that because it's not, you know, an academic class. And I was like, Aiden, look at the energy you just talking about that class created in your universe. If I don't support you in doing that, that's crazy. Of course yeah. I'm going to support that. That's, yeah. you, you know, that's going to create more for you. And I always look at my kids' future. Also, like, just an awareness of their future. If they do this, what's going to, that going to create in their future? And I have them look at that also. So the things they're choosing now are creating more possibilities for their future to be greater. How do parents deal with the disappointment of that? Uh, and, you know, maybe I'm projecting. I probably am. Uh, so what is the disappointment? The disappointment is how do parents let go of, um, I, I think you should do this. Because right. I see how we could help you in the future, but you can't see it, and I'm the parent, and I know better. Right. You, know, you know that line of thinking right oh, there? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's the deal. It's one, is, one of the tools is to be an allowance of everything with no point of view, right? So an allowance of whatever they're choosing. Even if it doesn't work out as good as you, you know, I would like it to, you know, I'm, I've also looked at their future and see that they're all going to have, have pretty amazing futures. I can see the lightness that they're going to be creating in their life. I can feel it and perceive it. So whatever's going on now, it may not feel like what I would choose. It's what they're choosing. And I honor what they choose. Now, I'm not a doormat. If things don't work for me, they don't work for me. And we don't, you know, I, 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 I have my life and my living and my reality also. You know, we're, we're like co-creating this family together, and we all have a point of view. So it's not like I allow my kids to just choose whatever they want, you know, crazy um, around the world and get away with anything. It's no, I mean, we look at everything. It's like, is, is that going to create more for you? Is that feel light? Is that heavy? Is that going to work for you? Or that doesn't work for me as a parent, and that's not going to happen. Right. Right. You know, what have been some of the greatest challenges? And, you know, this is kind of an interesting question. And, and maybe I'm asking something different. Um, you know, does it change for you as a parent depending upon the age of the child? Um, and, and, and I think this is a question. And what I mean by that is that, you know, when kids are younger, right, mm -hmm. parents may feel there are less threats to their welfare at that at some level or they're actually more compliant. Right. Right. As kids get older, 
and certainly, you know, we all know this, right? Right. Uh, all of a sudden, you're a teenager now. Which has been very interesting, yes. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you hold, how do you hold that same perspective? Well, you know, it's funny because I don't know without the access tools how I would have done it. Yeah, right. I don't really have a lot of challenges don't last very long. I mean, if they're around for more than 30 minutes, that's too long for me. Um, but, you know, I mean, I've had, I come up against a lot of the things that most parents think is very challenging. I just have a lot of tools to change it for, so it works for me for ease. You know, from a two-year-old in their daycare um, to a teenager who's getting bad grades or bringing a, you know, F home at a test or these kind of things. Right. Um, my, and my kids really aren't doing anything that I have to be concerned and worried about. They're actually incredibly good children who are, um, you know, they, they're rebellious and I can't force them to do things that they don't want to do. Um, I have to use other manipulative tools, which don't always work. I have pretty potent, amazing children that live in my house. And that's a, that's probably my biggest challenge is having all of that work for all of us. Right. We're always in the question. We have arguments and we have, you know, it's a pretty normal normal family with teenagers. But things don't last as long and they don't stick us and we don't uh, hold on to the problems because um, we have, you know, there's a, you know, I, the question of what would it take for this to change and how could this work out better than right. I ever imagined is right. what I use often. Right. Right. And I think, you know, that's a very important question. I mean, this is really, uh, you know, taking a look at parenting through questioning. Right. And, you know, that's that's a different model. Um, and the questioning is not a fear-based questioning. No. And so can you talk about the difference? Because we have fear-based questioning, Right. Um, you know, uh, why were you late? Right. And the <laughs> number question- one, you know, where were you? Right. I mean, the, the, these are kind of typical questions that come up. So when we come back from break, I'd love to talk with you, Glenna, is how do you handle a situation that has come up that may not be so desirable? You know, is there an approach to take when you find out? that if your kids was anything like I was when I was a kid, you were doing things that you shouldn't have done. How do you handle that? And how do you work towards not having that happen again in the future? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat show. Are you at a crossroads feeling stuck? I'm Karen Hager, the Fog City Psychic. My gift is helping people who are in transition receive spirit-led guidance about their next steps. I offer private sessions via phone or Skype, intuitive development classes, and much more. Please visit my website, fogcitypsychic.com, to find out how I can help you move out of the fog. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie Deleuze wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie Deleuze at info at ronniedeleuzeonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie Deleuze, your partner in wellness. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat, and I want to share something amazing with you. If you're sick of information and ready for an extreme transformation, then check out world-renowned energy healer Ann Taylor at FasterQuickerBetter.com. 
She's been creating miracles in tens of thousands of people's lives for over 16 years, and I'm one of those people. You too can easily do the same by simply listening to her recordings. If you want to miraculously eliminate fears, worries, and negative beliefs, then you owe it to yourself to purchase her amazing package, which includes over 50 pieces of healing work. Thanks to Anne's 60-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Hurry over to FasterBetterQuicker.com and finally experience the quantum leap in consciousness that you truly deserve. Are you seeking clarity? Do worries about your health, job, parents, children, or pets keep you awake, tossing and turning at night? Are you considering a major life change? Looking for love? Do you want to create a life of joy? Let psychic Elizabeth Anglin help. Visit ElizabethAnglin.com or call 970-708-4838 to schedule your life-clarifying appointment today. Don't waste time being worried. Psychic Elizabeth Anglin at ElizabethAnglin.com or call 970-708-4838. Transforming the world one listener at a time. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. For more information about us, go to drpatlive.com or go to transformationtalkradio.com. For more information about my special guest today, go to glennarice.com, R-I-C-E.com. And information about our upcoming events, where they're going to be, how you can attend. uh, March 31st, Seattle, April 8th in Kauai, Hawaii, and April 28th in Vancouver, B.C., uh, also, there'll be information about, you know, the six-week telecall series. Um, Glenda, thank you for joining me. The hour is just like flying by. Yeah, it's great. So I was one of these kids, uh, and apparently there's this the whole uh, gang of us that were pretty rebellious in a lot mm-hmm. of ways. Mm-hmm. I was told not to go across the street and hang out with the older guys when I was five, you know, on the handball court. I mean, and they're, they're time and time again. But the question comes up now, and how do you handle a situation where your child has either put themselves in an awkward position or has done something you told them not to do because they're kids. They will do this. Um, Well, I don't have a lot of not to do in my kids' world Mm -hmm. that way, but they do because I don't have... um, I never make them wrong for anything they've chosen, but I do have them look at what it is they have chosen and what's that creating in their life. Um, and they've, I, and actually with my kids, I've been, I mean, I was a crazy rebellious teenager also, if anyone remembers me. <laughs> High school that's listening out there, they will know. I know. Um, and my, my kids are able to come to me with, I think, you know, that's my awareness, anything that's going on with them. 
because I'm not going to judge it as a wrongness, and we're going to start, we're going to, and it's not really even talking about it. It's going to have them look at what they're creating and what that could create in their future. Is that something they want to choose? Like, I've got a 13- and a 17-year-old, and I know drugs are everywhere. You know, they were when I was a teenager. And my children have had no interest in choosing anything like that, which is surprising to me all the time. I mean, I, I did talk to my son about, you know, he's, he spends a lot of time on the video games and doing homework. He doesn't have a lot of friends over. And I was like, just bring someone over. Hang out with someone at school. You know, what, what else could you create? And he, goes, he goes, Mom, if I hang out with them in school, they're just doing drugs. Do you want me to do that? So he's actually not even choosing to be around the kids that are doing this, not from a point, the point of view that drugs are wrong, but from a point of view that he has no interest in it. It's mm. not something he ever wants to have in his life. Right. Which means, so he, he's not an effect of the peer pressure in a way that, you know, most of us were as teenagers. It's right. just not there for him. And a lot of, you know, he knows who he is and he knows what he's choosing with such ease. These tools are so amazing at creating that. Um, and it's been eight years since he's been, you know, he does, and he doesn't do a lot of the work. He, the one thing he did rebel against me for was access, which I found fascinating. Yeah, how do you do that? He just said, I'm not going to any more of those classes, Mom. <laughs> and he was 15, and I was like, okay. And he goes, it's ridiculous, it's stupid. He had a whole list of things about why he didn't want to do it anymore. Right. And a lot of that was to let me know that he didn't want to do it. So he had you know, put out judgments and told me all these, you know, stuff about why he didn't want to sit in his boring classes all, you know, with me anymore. Like, okay. It took me a minute. It was like, wow, you know, to rebel against anything in this reality, <laughs> to rebel against this conscious stuff that we've been doing right. for years. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, this feels light for him. He's choosing for him, and I don't have a point of view, but he doesn't have to go. It's his life. It's not my life. And he lives in my house right now, and I'm supporting him in all the ways he wants to, and I'll support him in this choice, too. Yeah, and then you have to really think about where you go from there as a parent, because what you're really talking about, in, and this happens all the time, right, is letting go. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's how we kind of started the conversation, you right. know, letting go. Uh, we started to talk about the Hunger Games, and, you know, honestly, this was a situation that someone shared with me a couple of weeks ago. Um, they had told their children they did not want them to read the books. Right. The kids didn't even know of the books until the parent told them, went out, got the books, read the books. Uh, And uh, because the movie's PG-13 or whatever it is, it's a PG or uh, it could go to see the movie, but didn't tell the parent until uh, the, the mom ran into one of the other kids' moms and who had taken her entire family and all the kids from the neighborhood to see the movie. Right. And it's so interesting. We will go out of our way if we don't have a, a forum to, to have a voice, whether you're 80 years old or you're 18 years old or you're eight years old. And isn't that what you're really talking about mm-hmm. is getting a sense of who the kids are and giving them a voice. Right. And, you know, you cannot change anybody. Yeah, that's right. And you can't, you cannot change your children. Your children cannot change you. I mean, we'll choose to change and you know, diminish ourselves for other people, but that's always our choice. You can't force someone to change and not be who they are. Wouldn't it be so much more ease in your family if you actually just allowed your children to be who they are and give them choices? It's amazing when you allow someone to be be who they are without a judgment. Like I talked earlier, consciousness is awareness of everything, everything about your children without a judgment, and allowing them to be that, you'll be amazed at their choices 
are so much greater for them than anything you think that you think they should be doing. Mm. And I'm finding it all the time. I mean, I'm surprised daily by the choices my children are making, the teenagers especially. Well, and the younger one, has, um, she had a friend who didn't want to play with her on the playground because she didn't believe in fairies. She wow. Said, you can't play with us if you don't believe in fairies. Wow. And she said, okay. And she was telling me the story because I was having a bit of a problem with a friend of mine. And I said, well, what would you do? She goes, well, I didn't play with her. Uh, with her um, I didn't play with her. I said, you didn't play with her for the rest of the day? She goes, Mom... <laughs> I never played with her again. Oh, wow. Why would I change me? Because she wants me to do something. Mm. With, with no feeling of loss, loss of friendship, just I'm choosing for me. That doesn't work for me. I'm not changing me for her. I'm fine. Mm. And I saw this, you know, she was seven. I saw her universe was like, wow, what do you know about this that I don't know? And can I have that? So my children are always an inspiration to me daily on what they know. That's part of this, you know, know, you know, allowing them to know what they know gives you this huge gift because they know things you don't know. I mean, it, they're infinite beings also that come into these bodies with an incredible amount of awareness. And what if we could have all of that as parents? And, you know, I had a 12-year-old tell me just exactly that about the Katniss, the main character in The Hunger Games. And they didn't put it quite like you, your, your daughter just put it, but they put it in a very similar way. Um, you know, they put it in a way that said, they asked a question. They asked, they asked all of us, you know, as parents, they, they were saying, how did you find a way to become yourself? I, I there was such a profound question. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and, and my only answer was, you know what? It's taken me a long time, but you don't have to do it the way we did it. Yeah. there's so many tools and, you know, the access consciousness tools are right there. There's so many tools now that we can use and your work, Glenna, that didn't exist when I was growing up. No, no. And we did the best we could with what was available. I I know that. (laughs) I know that. But, you know, if I had a do over, I would do things a little bit differently for sure. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Um, Wow. Personal message. What do you want to leave people with? How about be you and change the world? Since we've been talking about that quite a bit. I love that. Yeah. When you be you and you're not the effect of anything, you can change the world. I love it. Let's do it together. com. Go to the website. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. Thank you, Mr. Benny. Have fun tonight. Uh, thank you, Brian. And thank you all for listening to the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. We'll see you next time. Listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Our hosts are setting a new standard for a fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio's mission is to broadcast a distinct blend of live talk radio interviews with a mix of uplifting and intelligent news, educational and practical information. Topics range from personal development to critical issues relevant to a rapidly changing world. 
Stay tuned. Transformation Talk Radio starts at the top of every hour. The root cause of disease is not what you think. Doctors are treating the symptoms, not the root cause, because they haven't been trained to do so. Dr. Alex Lloyd has developed a simple technique that has saved thousands of people from lives of frustrating and debilitating illnesses. This technique has been featured on national broadcast and cable television in People, Time, and USA Today. If you are ready to heal and tired of being treated, visit DrAlexHealingCodes.com, where you will find free, life-changing information. I was dealing with anxiety and depression, and nothing seemed to help me. Then I started to work with Dr. Schaub's Breakthrough Program. In just a few sessions, he helped me to finally understand and heal the deeper root cause of my challenges. As a result, I feel more centered and confident than ever before. And now I have the tools which will continue to support me throughout my life's journey. Dr. Schaub's approach has changed my life. Hello, I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub, and I work with people across the globe to help them break through anxiety and depression and access their true potential. If you are ready to bring back confidence, joy, and meaning in your life, call us to schedule a free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. That's 866-903-6463. Or visit our website at CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of The Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Let me help you take your empowering message to a community of people looking for products and services that value all life on earth and tap into the one true freedom we have, the freedom to choose. Let our listeners choose you. Join the buzz and be the buzz. Sponsor The Dr. Pat Show. Call me at 206-523-5522. That's 206-523-5522. Saskia Rowell, the international soul guide who has followed her soul from Hong Kong and Africa to America. Saskia cracks open the lives of her clients and brings their soul's purpose to life. Are you stuck in a life that doesn't work? Go to YourSoulGuidance.com for your 21-day roadmap to the life you secretly dream about absolutely free. Discover surprising truths about your soulmate, talents, blocks, and more. Now is the time. Go to YourSoulGuidance.com. Licensed psychotherapist Kathy DeBono now offers her services through private sessions over secure online video chat or voice-only phone calls if you prefer. You can even choose to use instant messenger or email exchange. Go to kathyisin.com to learn more about licensed psychotherapist Kathy DeBono and how she and her unique brand of intuitive counseling can help you achieve the change you want to see in your life. kathyisin.com 